breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. All right, I'm gonna see if I get this correct. You're First not of all, I know I'm not. Uh Dr. Martha White, uh health director. Is that correct? Regional Medical Director for That's, Public Health. See, I told you. Larry, Queen. First, first one. <laughs> yeah. Regional Medical Director, uh, basically North Louisiana. Um, and then also Fiamula. Did I get that right? You did. Fiamula wow. Bradley. She's with the Louisiana Campaign uh, for uh, Smoke-Free, Tobacco-Free Living. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're joining us because there's a proposition by our Shreveport City Council that you have to ask why now, all of a sudden. To lift the ban on smoking in uh, casinos mm-hmm. in Shreveport, mm-hmm. in Caddo Parish. Did Martha, did we ever think we'd be fighting this fight again? No. We really thought it was a dead issue. Mm-hmm. And um, we're so proud of the city council for keeping, you know, making a promise, keeping that promise. And now here we are. Famula Bradley, tobacco-free living. I, I gamble a little bit. Not a lot. Every now, I know a lot of the dealers, a lot of the people that work in the casinos. They will tell you, mano a mano or woman o mano, woman o, <laughs> that they don't want people sitting at their table smoking. You obviously hear that, but they can't come out and say that because they fear of their jobs. Absolutely. We uh, unfortunately, this is Louisiana, and we live in an at will state. So of course, there are no protections. There are no. Um, uh, there are no unions to protect them. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're uncomfortable, fear of retribution or retaliation. Uh, those same protections that they don't have are the same kinds of protections that the city council is proposing to rid them of. Um, this is a sad day. And so we're hoping uh, that the city council will certainly rethink this. Um, we have certainly provided them. We have educated them. We have provided them with credible data. Mm-hmm. Um, we have provided them with testimonials um, from individuals, of, of course, you know, experts like Dr. White and other medical professionals. Um, we have given them everything they need to substantiate why this should not happen. And we did that um, when we were passing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So we're back, you know, d- back doing it again. We, we, we've had that talk about the casino revenue. And at the end of the day, we've given them that data as well. Mm-hmm. And so we are here to say, keep your promise. Yeah. Not one of those councilmen uh, or councilwomen, um, you know, when they were campaigning, said, we're going to make decisions that are going to hurt you. Right. We're going to make decisions that's going to put your life. It was, we want a better Shreveport. Mm-hmm. We want to improve the economy. We want to look at economic development. We want to make sure that we bring business and industry in so that we can grow. Shouldn't I it mean, be about the health and safety of absolutely. the citizens? It, shouldn't that be their priority? A- Absolutely. I well, mean, what, what the, industry want, will want to come to Shreveport when you're not protected, when you don't have safe workplaces, mm-hmm. workspaces? And the last time, the casino executives had to admit that they do not allow smoking in their offices. But they have that right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
these same people who are bringing this forward are the same people that voted for it before. And so, again, we're just really wanting them to keep their promise to their constituents that they made when they passed it and allow these people. There is no doubt that secondhand smoke is dangerous. There's nothing that you can say mm-hmm. to... Um, well, it's unfiltered smoke right. that mm-hmm. we're breathing in. Right. right. The, the, what do you think the motivation is? I want y'all to be honest here today. Um, there's only three people listening. Pretend like that, okay? <laughs> what, what's the motivation behind this? You know, I want to think that perhaps, you know, whether it's political pressure, whether it's pressure from the casino industry, from a business standpoint, you know, we're here today to talk about the fact that it should be people over business, uh, business interest. Um, you know, of course, people are in business to make money, but of course, the data shows that the casino industry, they're hiring. You know, mm-hmm. let's just let's just go there. They're hiring. So obviously, they're not hurting. Right. Um, at the end of the day, this is a, a, a public health issue. This is an issue about making sure that um, people's lives are protected, making sure that they are, there's equity and equality in workspaces. If we were to go to the city council meeting and sit in the chambers and light up cigarettes, they would first ask us to put them out. Mm-hmm. And if we refuse, they would escort us out. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if it's not okay to smoke, because... Why there is a law that says that you cannot do it. Mm-hmm. There is a law that now on the books that says you cannot smoke in, inside of a casino mm-hmm. um, because there is protection there. There's protections for workers and for patrons. So why, if you cannot do it in the exec, uh, casino executive offices, if you cannot do it in the council chamber, why would you consider bringing it back after you've given your word and you have protected those folks for over a year. They have enjoyed working in a smoke-free workspace. They have, um, you know, given an opportunity for their health to be improved and perhaps even restored in some instances. And now you want to walk it back? The, mm-hmm. the smoking ban went into effect in 2021? August it's of 21. 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, it begs the question, why now? Why is this attempt to reverse it? Uh, and who, let's also, who was it came in that said, follow the money? Mm-hmm. Let's also put out there that, no, I just lost my train of thought, <laughs> that we would be the only municipality in the country, in the country, mm-hmm. to ever repeal a smoke-free ordinance. What a mark on the, the city of Shreveport. Mm-hmm. We are trying to improve the country's impression of our city. Let me, let me ask you all this, because here's the, here's the real elephant in the room. Um, are we pushing Bozier to do the same? If Bozier did the same, then this would go away. This issue would go away. Shreveport would go, okay, we're all on equal playing field. You don't just have to cross the river and light up and gamble. Um, where are we on getting Bozier to take this similar action? Well, Aaron, initially when we approached Shreveport, of course, we had that discussion with Bozier. At that, at that particular time, they shared that they were not ready to make that move. Here is what I say about that. Two separate municipalities, two separate entities. Even if Bozier's not ready to do it, it still does not give Shreveport to right, the right to walk back and put their citizens, the folks that their constituency, that they're responsible for providing good governance for, uh, it's not, it doesn't give them the right to walk it back and put them in harm's way. And, and let's say that we, we want every municipality to put these 
smoke-free ordinances in place. You know, it's not just the casinos. It's also bars. You know, mm-hmm. this lady travels all over mm-hmm. North Louisiana working with, um, even, you know, from small villages all the way to bigger cities trying to um, pass these ordinances and has accomplished a lot in, in her time working with us. So, you know, it, it is a push that we want Bozier to make that mm-hmm. step. It, you know, Bozier has their reasons. We're going to keep pushing. But, but we don't want to take the step it, back in Shreveport. That they're going to also enact a smoke-free environment? Well, the, the, you know, they're hesitant. And we're going to keep, you know, we keep pushing and y'all keep pushing. Mm-hmm. You keep bringing it up and saying, why are you not caring about your employees? Because this is really about the employee that doesn't have a choice. They're, they're you know, making minimum wage or maybe a little bit over. They, they can be fired at will. And they get stuck in a place where people are blowing smoke in their face 20, you know, their entire shift. What demographic are we talking? I mean, let's be, let's cut right to the chase. These are young people, many of them black women. Yes. Who are working at these casinos. I see them when I go. This is the demographic we're talking about for the most part, right? Correct. And oddly enough, the entities at this time that are proposing to, you know, repeal um, look just like the people that they're, uh, that's actually working in these facilities that are working in the casinos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dr. White, you said something a moment ago how, you know, we work hard, we fight for this, we advocate, we educate. Uh, and at the end of the day, while we do it and while you all do it by sharing, you know, the news and, and putting the facts out there, it's also important for the community to step up and for them to, to you know, really use their voices and say, this is what we want. Because 75% of us don't smoke. Absolutely. And I would like to go play blackjack or play poker and not have your smoke flow over to me. And where's the advertisement that that advertises to you, to the people who don't smoke, hey, we are smoke-free in Mm -hmm. Shreveport. Come enjoy gambling here. Well, Aaron brought that point up the other day. There, you were in another market. Yes, and, and I saw, saw huge, huge billboards. Billboards, right? Smoke-free casino environment. Come join us. Come play in a smoke-free environment. Right, and we think they don't want to advertise because right now they want to try to scare us and say they're going to leave our market. They're not leaving our market. They have too much invested here. Mm-hmm. They're they're well entrenched in our community, and if they leave our market, it won't be because they went smoke-free. Trust me, another gambling casino will come because those licenses are so valuable. We'll have another one behind them. And here's one thing that we know. We know that the trend is um, ideally um, that when... Uh, casinos go smoke-free, oftentimes, and sometimes this happens even across the country, they will opt to or choose not to advertise uh, for a season just so that there's that look, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And, of course, we're accustomed to those kinds of things. But, again, we know that the casino industry certainly is not hurting. They are hiring uh, in our area as we speak. They Mm -hmm. have active advertisements out hiring. Um, and so we just say, do the right thing. Keep your promise. Protect those workers and patrons. Uh, again, there's an opportunity. You know, any business, um, it's do your due diligence. If you want to stay relevant, 
If you want, you know, blinking lights, if you want to attract people, you advertise. Mm-hmm. You make sure that people know you are the greatest thing out there mm-hmm. so that people will patronize your business. When you don't do that, when you pull back, then at that point, you know, you 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 create a an aura that, you know, hey, um, maybe we, maybe things aren't as well. But again, you know, the numbers speak for itself. We yeah. have the data. We've shared the data. And right. the data speaks for itself. So we know uh, where the casino industry stands. And we are here to educate. In- One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. So my wife went. Um, she loves to go to these um, estate sales, mm-hmm. and she came home Saturday. She goes, "You are never going to believe who I just met." Who? She goes, "I just met Ruben's mom and dad." Really? <laughs> she goes, "They were delightful people." Oh, they're. Awesome. I think I think it might have been my mom and my uncle. Oh, was it yeah, your, your okay. uncle? So, yeah, yeah. Well, she said he had such a dry sense of humor. She said he was hilarious. <laughs> oh, wow. Very was, nice. Did Very they nice. go to Minden or did she go to Minden? No, I guess they no, were no, here. No, no, no. Uh, my my mom lives at the estate sales on <laughs> around here <laughs> oh, in Shreveport. Oh, okay, okay. Over, during the weekend, she's That's at an funny. estate sale. Yes, yeah. so is my wife. My yeah. wife gets the emails, you oh, know, God. knows yeah. where the best ones oh, are. Oh, man. <laughs> Wow! Yeah. Well, so that's I just, cool. I thought that was well. I'm disappointed it wasn't your dad. Now, yeah, I don't think I don't think it was. I don't, how did I don't, they connect? How did she? How did she? They, I, they just got chit chatting or something? I think my aunt knew somebody that she was with. Yeah, or something. I like think that. so. Ah, yes. Okay. Did yeah. your mom tell you or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she shot good. me a text message. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was so funny. I, <laughs> that is awesome. So, what did Dina buy? Um, she she buys clothes. Does she really? She comes home with clothes that still have tags on them. Wow. From some of these estate sales. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, my gosh. That's all very kinds cool. Of cool stuff. Yeah. What'd your mom get? Oh, there's no telling. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't stop by my house, so it's, it was Do nothing a show for and me. Tell? So, no, <laughs> nothing for no. you. Okay. <laughs> and, and But my wife did find this. It looks like stone. This uh, It's very heavy elephant it's not even a plate, it, but it's 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 an elephant's head, and its trunk connects to the little baby elephant okay. she got for my daughter. Oh, nice! She, we're okay. going to take it over next week. Oh, very uh, cool! My daughter's adopting yeah. uh, a, a little boy from South Africa. Nice. So it was really cool. So they, she's got a, a theme. It's really neat. for her Beautiful. room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's going to be cool. Well, so. that's what a small world, you know. When yeah. we think that about it, that was crazy. It. Yeah. It was so <laughs> funny. I said, God, I wish I would have been there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Governor candidate uh, and our Attorney General, Jeff Landry, joined us on Friday in studio. Hear that conversation coming up at 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. 
Why do you have ice? I thought your shoulder was better. Oh, I did too much yesterday, I think, and I'm and it's flaring up this morning. So I've got, I look like a football player over here with my ice <laughs> under the shirt. But we're going to tell the bosses I have ice on me because the studio's too hot. So I have to carry ice. Y- yeah, to keep from getting hot. Flashes. Well, that's not far from the truth. But it's actually by better the way. in here today. Not far yeah. from the truth. Yeah, yeah, today's not bad. It feels pretty good. Uh, Friday was it Friday night? Saturday night. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Went downtown. Heard a train. Oh, nice. We had the best time. Did thank you? you. Thank you, Michael Long, for sending my oh, invitation. Cool. It was a very private party. Cool. Yes. Um, at the Remington Garage. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been, catch an event there sometime. It's cool. It is cool. Uh, they had food trucks set up out back behind the behind the garage. Yeah. Uh, the stage was there. Mickey Honeycutt showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it was really a lot of fun. It was just a great crowd. Bringing back memories, I'm sure. I did sure. not feel like the oldest person in the crowd. Good. I'm telling Good. you. Good. I saw some photos of former Mayor <laughs> Hightower was down there. Yeah, they talk, had a lot of... Talked to Keith for a few minutes. Yeah, they had a big crowd down there. It looked like it was a fun time. It was a lot of fun. Everybody just was just there to have a great time. Yeah. A lot of security. Really? Yeah. Lot of security. Hmm. Oh wow. Okay. So it, we no. Just, so no problems. No, no issues. Okay. Nah, no good. issues at all. Very good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I hope. I was hoping they could work things out and they could still play at the a mud bug, but it doesn't look like they're going to be able to. So I, I, that's kind of sad. It is. It's very sad. Unfortunate. We have to in the next hour or so. I know we got Jeff Landry coming up next. We have to set our rules for this little Friday. Uh, mono a mono contest we have going because it ain't fair i'm not gonna be there oh friday you're gone i, I know oh no That's i know right. i know i i we have to tell them yeah i gotta call her oh shoot good because i was getting ready to make you like <laughs> do it upside down or something i know anyway. i'm so disappointed yeah i was trying to figure it but out my daughter i told you my daughter's leaving Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to South Africa. Oh, goodness. And so she's right. going to be gone for months. And then when she gets back, her life is going to be changed. She's going to have she a little toddler. A little boy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I go over there sometimes, and we just, she and I have weekends. Yes. And we just have father daughter time. So you're going to This is our that. last weekend. Uh, before she becomes a to mommy. Have just father-daughter time. Oh, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to... Oh, well, that's going to be good. Well, I'll miss you. Spending time with her. I'll yeah. miss you. So I'm... I'm Maybe I, we'll put a poster of you up or something, and, and I'll beat the poster. <laughs> I know. I hate that I miss... Yeah, I'm going to miss that, but... This is more important this to me. This will be fun. So, yeah, you'll have a good time. Yeah. Jeff Landry did join us in studio on Friday. Hear that conversation next. Mike and McCarty. One one. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty in studio with Louisiana Attorney General and candidate for governor Jeff Landry. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I know you're making the rounds. <clears throat> Thanks for taking time to uh, come in and talk with us this morning. Oh yeah, I get to see y'all like, mm-hmm, right in studio. That's awesome. I love being in studio. What brings you to Shreveport? What are you here for? Oh, man, what you mean? Like, uh, people ask me that. Like, Shreveport's not part of Louisiana. Oh, you have a special event? <laughs> sometimes sometimes we feel that way. I know. I I know. Look, I've come up to Shreveport a bunch of times, come up to North Louisiana a lot. And, I mean, look, it's nice. There's fresh like up right, here. You, I mean, you, you sound know. like you fit right in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the one thing I don't. Somebody said, where are you from? <laughs> 
<laughs> I said Blanchard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That's not it. Uh, you you are running for governor. You're considered the front runner. Um, you've been talking a lot about crime. You have a new commercial that has come out that is now pointing the finger at everybody. Uh, including our DA, uh, police, uh, the criminals, the court system, everybody is going to play a part. How How is the governor going to hold everybody responsible? That's what your ad says. Yeah, well, what it says is is that um, we want, and that, that ad was part of a press conference that we had down in New Orleans where there were a number, a number of victims' families that had come down to join us. Many people from Shreveport traveled all the way down in New Orleans uh, to get behind this piece of legislation that will allow the public to actually see what's going on inside the criminal justice system. Because mm-hmm. over the decades, our criminal justice system has become less rather than more transparent. And so it's difficult for both the public and <clears throat> victims to be able to see what's going on with their cases. And what I said was, is that that piece of by being able to look in there, we will be able to see what the problem is and who is not doing their job. And when we can pinpoint who's not doing their job, we will hold them accountable. And we'll do it if we have to change the law. Because we absolutely – let me tell you something. You, I remember being on this show many, many times during that time when the big woke movement, the social justice warriors mm-hmm. – um, well, coming through Louisiana, and, and, and then we had this big bipartisan wave, uh, you know, that said, we need to let everybody out of our prisons. And, you know, there were very few people. In fact, uh, there were only two statewide elected officials that stood up and said, I don't think this is a good idea. It was me and Senator John Kennedy. And then there were very few sheriffs even. Everybody kind of just hunkered down because the governor really wanted this. Uh, one of them was right here mm-hmm. in Cato. Uh, Sheriff Steve Prater, who is just a stalwart, uh, who understands that you can't just let people out of jail. The goal should always be how do you keep people from going to jail? Mm -hmm. And so that commercial is designed to tell the people of this area that as their governor, public safety is paramount to me. Mm-hmm. And I take it seriously. But and the, the bill, but, and the bill you're talking about, opens access to victims and their families and the public to be able to look at the records, the court records uh, of a particular case. Is that correct? That's correct. And our hope is that look, we've been working with the clerks of court. We've got some great clerks all around the state, right here in Cato as well. Um, what we want to do because the Cato, Baton Rouge, and Orleans clerks all have electronic records. We want access. The Department of Justice wants access to those minute entries, to those court records, because remember, they're public filings. And the hope is, the the vision is, is that we want, want to be able to create an app, just like we did with, our, with the Child Predator app, right? The sex mm-hmm. offender app. But we want an app that victims can go in and say, this is my case. And they will get notifications of when there's an evidentiary hearing, when there's a bond hearing, you know, <clears throat> just so that they can keep up. Look, what we heard particularly down in Orleans, was that we had victims that said, hey, I want to participate in ensuring that the perpetrator, the person who inflicted damage and harm on me, I want to be able to testify against him. And the next thing they knew, they never called him, and the case was dismissed. Mm. Oh, boy. The, the, the issue with regard to 
holding other people accountable, our DA, uh, sheriffs, whoever. My my question is how, I mean, they're elected officials. How would our governor hold them accountable? You said something about changing the laws, yeah. which would make mandates that they would have to follow? Well, or Well, I mean, look, here's the thing. Again, the criminal justice system sits atop like a three-legged bar stool. <clears throat> and the top that you sit on is like the law, the criminal law, the code. The three legs are like the police, the prosecutors, and the judges. If any one of those one legs are weak, the system starts to break down. In in Treeport, what we hear, okay, what we're hearing, you got some great judges, you got great police officers, but it seems as though the prosecutors have been slipping, okay? In Baton Rouge, in Baton Rouge, what we hear is that it's the judges. Now in Orleans, it's the entire system. Okay, both the NOPD's been on a consent decree now since 2012, which has decimated NOPD. Starting the, with the mayor, by the way. But well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the destroyer. The mayor has yeah. sat on the bar suit and the whole thing has collapsed. But, but, uh, oh, oh, boy. Again, oh you're in trouble now. Uh, what I meant, Mo, but it's true. That leadership, right? You, you talk about the Absolutely. mayor. It comes from leadership, right? And, and, and look, let me say this. In all fairness to the mayor down in New Orleans, she joined me uh, in helping to try to remove the city of New Orleans from the consent decree that NOPD is under. So I, let's be fair. And it goes to show you we can work with anyone. Her and I can agree to disagree, and we can find ways where we can agree. She has. In all fairness, she's joined us, or we've joined her, to lift the city of New Orleans out from under that uh, consent decree. But again... When all three of those legs are not strong, the criminal justice system does not work. And what happens is that means that justice is not served. And we've talked about it earlier. As the governor, one of the first things we're going to do, the first thing we're going to do is call a special session on crime. Mm -hmm. And we are going to make sure that our code is able to put checks and balances on elected officials who are not doing it. One zero one seven FM seven ten Kiel Mike and McCarty. When's the wife's birthday? Is it this week? Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Okay. Holy mackerel! I'm so going to be gone. Up. I'll be gone. Oh no! Ah. You better send something nice. <laughs> I'll be sure and do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. My brother has a birthday on the twenty fifth. My baby brother. Yeah. That's just three days from noon. Oh, I know. I'll be fifty nine. Can this you believe this is the? We're almost into June. And school's out. Kids are going to be roaming around, so be extra careful for the youngsters. Their last day was, what, Thursday of last week? Yeah, they're done. I think Bozier may still have a day or two to go. I'm not sure. Somebody shoot me a text, but I believe most of them are all done. So Our Caddo schools? They're done, yeah. Really? They're all done, yeah. They're, they're, summer school starts, I think, on June 3rd or 4th or something like that. Okay. And it's a short session. It's, it's a couple of weeks only, and... Uh, I'm, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, summer school for me when it was summer school was all summer. Now it's only a few weeks. It's and like you, four yeah, weeks. It's, it's four weeks. I was the king of summer school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
every year but I my didn't senior year. I didn't know they year, had summer school. I didn't either. I never had to go. I went one semester in my college years because I wanted to make sure that I had enough credits to graduate. Well, now college was different. So yeah, I knocked, I did take I knocked some. a class out in the summer while I was working. Yeah. So, but, which that, and these days, I could only imagine how many classes I could have done in college if I could have done online classes. That would have been the well, bomb. and now kids can take college credit courses while they're still in high school yes. and, and knock some of that out ahead of time. Some of them are starting as sophomores. That's awesome. I saw a friend of mine's what kid who, who graduated from college in three years and now was uh, finishing law school at two years. I'm not sure if that's the norm for for law school, but I thought, man, you got five years down and you're getting ready to go take the bar. That's incredible. That means you're, you know, 21 and you're getting ready to go, or 22, okay. you're getting where ready to go take the bar exam. Where did I see, was it like a 12-year-old a that was walking across with like four college degrees? He was getting... Oh, gosh, I know, I know, That's I know. crazy. I know, it's How does nuts. that even happen? Yeah. I mean, I how do you do, seriously, how do you do that? Do you, are, are you just passing the required tests? Because you can't. At 12 years old, you can't take all of the courses. No, you, don't, you, you can't put in those hours. You must be able to test out. If you can test That's out of all your, all your freshman and sophomore stuff, you test out of it all like you already know it, then they let you, they let you move on. That's just amazing. I, I think, you know, for me, my, my four college years were some of the best years of my life. I met some of the neatest people. I had some really cool professors. I enjoyed those years a lot. A lot of different socialization changes happen in those college sure, years sure. that I thought were very, very great for life skills. Um, for other kids, maybe not. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I loved my college. Ruben years. and I were talking about the 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 12 year old that that has yeah. like four college degrees now. Oh. Unbelievable. He's accomplished more in 12 years than I have in 35. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, okay, but first of all, you know they don't fit in. Right. He's going to be a like little bit that. of an oddity. He's, 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 mm-hmm. uh, and, and I, I don't know this kid. I'm not talking specifically about this particular right. child. Not, understand me. But when, when you see kids like that, what do they, you generally end up doing? Oh, yeah, they're, you know, I mean, they're social. They struggle socially is all I would say. Typically, they're going to struggle socially. And I think I think a good part of life is is how how you work in a social setting and how you work with other people and dealing with other people. And I mean, I, I can just tell you from my work work years, how other people and I work together and 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 di- and argue when we have to argue. Okay, shut up. We got to take a break. Yeah, okay. One hundred seven FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault graciously joining us this morning. Tom, happy Monday! Thanks for taking time to talk with us. Happy Monday! I'm glad to talk to you. Got some. Uh, we 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 hear the rumor mill is ginning that uh, this deal with Curtis Jackson, fifty cent, uh, is a done deal. Is that true? What's the status on on the Millennium Studios purchase? I would say it's moving forward, but it's it's uh, it isn't 
it isn't a done deal. We uh, we responded to him uh, oh about six weeks ago with a, a list of uh, things, and he uh, and they were basically kind of filling in some of the gaps of when uh, his very broad proposal and what we thought we needed to do. I wanted to make sure that you know, in terms of major points that we wanted to make, that we weren't off off on a tangent somewhere, and apparently we weren't. So. Um, I have, uh, uh, the city has drafted a, um, a proposed lease from Millennium and we sent it to him and we're awaiting his comments on it. I said purchase, I meant long-term lease. How yeah, did, it's a lease. How did the rumor of the old, um, AT&T plant, how did that, where did that come from? Because a lot of the rumor was uh, a few weeks ago that that's what he's purchased was the AT&T plant with it was a, um, a movie studio briefly. I have, I have no idea. I don't have any information about that at all. Mayor, the, the Millennium Studios is part of this lease deal. He looked, I believe, at the old Expo Hall. Is that not part of the deal? Is that still on the table? No, it's still on the table. Um, just the way that we, a couple of things, the way that we draft and with word processors the way they are, uh, they will be very, very similar deals. There may be some differences in permitted uses of the two, uh, but the best way to do it is to knock out the, the the transaction will basically be the same for each of those is how we envision it. But rather than drafting them both and then having to make all the changes in both, we draft one. And then we'll use that one as the model for the second one. It, it cuts down on the margin for error. Gotcha. Who will be responsible for maintaining the facility and making sure that it's kept up? Uh, under the lease that we propose, that will be his responsibility. And you will have authority to go in and make sure he's doing that, I assume? Yes, we have inspection rights. Okay. Can you disclose to us uh, how much he's you've proposed that he pay on this lease uh we we met his answer at two hundred dollars a month the only thing we changed was twenty four hundred dollars we made it annual since it was a small amount two hundred dollars a month is that what you said correct correct does he plan on making any major changes to the building that you know of not that i know of those would require our consent Okay, and he's proposing... Now, he can make... Now, remember, it's a movie studio, so he can do stuff inside to move things around sure. for, for movie production and that kind of thing, and that's anticipated in the lease. But he's plan he's proposing to use the entire facility, so the city would not be able to use it for job training or any of the other stuff that they had proposed prior, correct? There is the back building that, that the Department of Community Development uses that we are not including in the lease. Okay. And now, Tom, we heard, like I say, we heard it's a done deal, but you say it's not. You're still in negotiations. Is there a time frame on when you look to close this? I well, I would, uh, I would hope we would close it very, very soon. I, I kind of thought we would have heard back from uh, about the lease uh, by now, but uh, he has a lot of irons in the fire. He's a big businessman, and sometimes the other things take priority. Have some council members been in touch with him? Or I understand that some may have gone to visit with him either in L.A. or New York. Have you heard anything about a trip like that, or were you involved? Uh, I was not involved. Did it happen? 
I don't know. Okay. Let's switch gears to Rev Entertainment. You were seeking a company to do a study to find out if this Rev Entertainment project was feasible. You now have, I, I guess it would be bids or proposals. How many companies are in? Proposed. Okay. What, what are they proposing to do for you? The main thing that we're looking for uh, the was uh, feasibility of the project itself, as well as ideas on on financing and how best to protect the city. It's really we're asking somebody to help us do our due diligence on the transaction, and it covers a, a broad spectrum of services. Cost. The bids are um, everywhere from uh, a, a few tens of thousands of dollars to about two hundred thousand dollars. And how soon? We're anticipating. Okay. We're anticipating between a hundred and a hundred fifty thousand dollars. And how soon will you make the determination on which proposal you're going with, and how long will their work take? Uh. We, we hope to make that decision this week. Uh, that does not require council approval, although we'll keep the council informed. Uh, we will, uh, there's, there's a committee of four that will rank and, and make that decision, and we anticipate having that decision made by the end of the week. I would say that their work will take uh, 30 to 60 days. Maybe well, maybe longer than that. Maybe 120 days. What are the key things they're going to look how at? How quickly they can get the information? What are the key things they'll look they, at? They're going to look. They're going to look at the at the master the master plan. Not not the sketch of not not the sketches of the um, of the layout, but but what kinds of entertainment venues they're going to be. What kind of revenues they will. Uh, they are likely to produce what kind of uh, upkeep expenses and construction costs there will be, and then recommendations how to uh, how to finance it without uh, without the city being involved in general obligation bonds. Talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault, Mayor, um, big big vote coming up in the Shreveport City Council this week. Now we know the work session is today uh, to repeal the smoking ban in the casinos, in the Shreveport casinos. Uh, we would be the first municipality to ever do this, to repeal a smoking ban. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, that's a legislative decision. Do how you, do you feel about do that? Do you support it? I have reservations about it. What what do you mean about repealing well, the, the the ban? Yes, I do, I do. But it it I, as I anticipated, that's going to be a decision that city council will make. It's a legislative decision. It doesn't deal with with internal city policy. But you could veto it if you chose to. Is that something you would consider? I'll have to consider that when it comes to my desk. I got you. But again, as you told us before, the casinos never came to you and asked you to to lift this ban. I have not had any communication with the casinos about this at all. Mayor Tom Arsenault, we thank you for uh, taking the time to talk with us this morning. My pleasure. Y'all have a great week. You too, sir. Thanks. Mike McC
1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Happy Monday, heading into holiday weekend. Uh, big news out of the State Fair of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. General manager of uh, what he's been there, what do you say? Uh, How many years? 27 years. Oh yeah. my mm-hmm. gosh. 17 years. GM, Chris yeah. Giordano, his father Sam was general manager uh, for many years mm-hmm. uh, up, up until his death in 2006, I think. And then Chris took over. Yes. In 2006. So uh, Chris is going to uh, apparently has, officially is going to resign. Uh, he, uh, I just spoke to him just a moment ago. Uh, the board has a meeting this morning um, where they're going to announce an interim director, I believe. Um, Chris has been a real one of those behind the scenes that has, you know, done a lot of work for Shreveport Bossier. Uh, the State Fair has been his baby, but he's done a lot for a lot of other organizations. I know uh, he he says he's changing directions. He's going to go in, you know. Now, now the State Fair has struggled financially for the past couple of years. The pandemic was crushing for the State Fair. You dip into your reserves then, and you kind of when you don't have a you can't have a fair. So they tried to have a spring event just hasn't bounced back like it used to in you know years past so the board will be meeting today they're going to probably put some things in place to try to well you know the pandemic rev it hurt up. the pandemic hurt the pandemic Everybody. hurt a lot of things everything yeah uh another issue and mm-hmm. and it's the elephant in the room is security oh people, absolutely people are afraid to go there are a lot of people that i know that you know if absolutely. you're listening that say i'll never go to the i State won't take Fair. my family not taking won't my take kids my there. family down there and th- that's a sad thing they, they, they gotta fix that problem and you know if the rev entertainment thing comes to pass and you've got that going on down there and then you've got the state fair going on down there that could be a game changer i mean absolutely. it really could be um, but That's I, one reason I'm really excited about this Rev Entertainment deal. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm such a huge baseball fan. Right. Um, I mean, I have a soft place in my heart. I was PA announcer out sure. at Fairgrounds Field for years. But the fact that it's going to change the entire landscape mm-hmm. of that area... Yeah, and and it'll be something you know. Even as people are driving in from the west on I twenty, right, and that's one of the first things when you get into Shreveport, absolutely that area. To have that built back up, I just think it'll be fantastic. Yeah. And, and it can do nothing but help the fair. Right. And and as I said, I just spoke to Chris just a few moments ago. I was kind of holding on to this to make sure before it got released. I, I was told that the board was going to release a statement, but apparently it's leaking out now. A lot of people have, have mm-hmm. gotten wind of it because Chris posted this message on his Facebook uh, yesterday. 27 years of service. It's time for a new chapter to begin, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so many people coming out of the woodwork that, you know, have worked with him over the years. And when, and when he talked to you, he, he he did say, you know, I su- fully support the State Fair of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Wish them well and, right. hope, and hope the people continue to support the fair. Absolutely. And and his he's hopeful that the State Fair can become what it used to be in our region where it was the thing to do. Everybody wanted to be at the State Fair. And that has changed over the years. He would be the first to admit it. Um, but they've got the board's got to find a way, you know, to overcome the obstacles that they face because they have been facing obstacles and they've got to figure that out. Is it one guy that changes that that makes a difference or is it a, you know, I don't know what it is, but I do know there's, it's a big change for the state fair. We've had a Giordano in charge for 
of 30, 40 plus yeah. years probably, yeah. you know? So um, it'll be a big, big difference. And, and we'll find out today after the board meets, uh, you know, what direction they're headed. So. Well, whoever comes in, their first priority has to be security. You bet. And, and we all know Liz Swain is chairman of the board this year. Um, and so she's in charge of the DDA, but she's also the board chairman of the State Fair of Louisiana. So she'll be, you know, leading the charge in terms of getting the word out and letting us know, you know, the reasons for the change. Why is Chris leaving, et cetera? But the official word is going to be that he is resigning. Um, we'll find out, you know, who, who's going to be stepping up and what's going to happen. Mike McCarty, 1017F. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I heard of this was almost a funny story, and and I <laughs> I have to confirm. But you know, we recently lost our Bed Bath and Beyond store. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what's happening with some of the locations? No. There's a company going in some of these. Bed Bath and Beyond locations and opening pickleball courts. Oh, how cool. Inside, in, you know, indoor pickleball courts that are going through these. Yeah, what a great idea. That is a great idea. It's the fastest growing sport in America. It really is. And look, I was at the at the Y the other day and it was pickleball night. The bleachers were packed That's with people crazy. waiting to get on one of the. I think there's three courts they set up, and they and they were packed with people. One of one of our good friends um, is a tennis player, and he's very good. I mean, mm-hmm. very good tennis player. Yeah. Plays in tournaments and he plays singles and doubles. And and we were playing pickleball, and he was not very good. Oh, and I thought, okay, wow. I thought he was. He would have been better. Yeah. But he, then he, then I realized he was playing left-handed. Ah, that's the difference. Yeah, <laughs> because he said pickleball will ruin your tennis game. Oh, it definitely will. Yeah, it definitely will. But so I, he was, I yeah. so I'm a, okay. I feel like an idiot because mm-hmm. he's playing left-handed. Right. He's doing better left-handed than I was doing left-handed, which I am left-handed. Well, I just gotta say before we wrap it up. Any game that's got a kitchen in it, I'm down. <laughs> Sign me up. There's a kitchen in pickleball. Mike and McCarty, what a one. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Also, the free download Keel News app. That's how you connect with us on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Uh, by the way, 
uh, can we log into that yet? We were having some issues on the. I couldn't a minute ago. We'll have to figure that out. It, see it was, what's going on with that. It was acting crazy. Heading into the holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Remember the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day and Labor Day. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. Yeah. Memorial Day is mm-hmm. what's coming up. Right. We honor the military personnel, men and women who lost their lives yes. in service to our country. Now, That's we salute our veterans. Absolutely. Of course, our active duty military personnel. We're a military town here. Absolutely love our military. Mm-hmm. But Memorial Day is set aside to honor those who lost their lives. I feel like I need to say that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of odd. People people will say, "Oh, we're honoring veterans today." Yeah, it's not not. Quite. No, we're not. I'm sorry. No. no, we're not. Love you, veterans. Yeah, love veterans. They, they have their day. It's yes. in November, November 11th, to be precise. <laughs> but I'm glad uh, you said that because I wouldn't have been able to recall the day. This is because I have two kids that that serve, so uh, you know yes. they they mark that day yes. and we remember it. But um, this is for those who've died and. Mm-hmm. You know, we've lost millions of Americans fighting for our country in, in all of the wars. And got to pause and, re- and remember those folks. I mean, because we wouldn't be what we are today without the people that are willing to die for us. And, you know, and many of them, we don't know. We, you know, we don't know probably too many at all, to be honest, that have died. But they laid, it, they laid down their lives mm-hmm. for us, for our freedoms. So... It's a big, big, important day. It's a great day to enjoy the lake and the barbecue and all that. That's wonderful. But please take a moment and remember. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. If you go buy a couch, okay, you know, those big sales. <laughs> yes. But, but remember what the day is actually about. Yes, it, it absolutely, it really is critical. It is. And it'll be, and we will be off on Monday. We take the day off. Yes. Um, so we will have a best of Mike and McCarty. Which spells bomb, B O M M. Which <laughs> we're going to drop uh, the bomb. So we're going to drop the bomb on Monday on you. So we have a long weekend as well. And if you have a, a day off today on Monday as well, you know, remember. And I can't believe it's already next week's Memorial Day. I know it. It's Where did crazy. the schools? The school year's over. Kids are out. Aaron, I saw a post. The uh, one of the girls that I, I was was a kid. I mean, a child mm-hmm. in in uh, ACT, which was Academy of Children's Theater. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of shows with them over the years, right? And uh, and I watched this girl grow up. And I remember just like I don't know seven eight months ago, she went to Auburn University, posting on Facebook. Oh, we're you know got accepted going to Auburn. I just saw a post where she's graduating with her master's degree. I'm like, no, that cannot have been four years ago. Unbelievable. I know. And I I know you've done this already, but I this was the the moment that I realized that you're getting old is when you have children that turn thirty. And I have a son that's about to be thirty this fall. And I'm realizing I have a son who's going to be 30. Where did the years go? No. He was just a little tyke, you know. I, I know. Riding a merry-go-round. Mine are older than yours. I know. Riding his little four-wheeler. And I'm like, <laughs> it's about to be 30. What happened? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay, I had him when I was 14. There you go. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're going to be looking for your ex-husband. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. Was it Jerry that. Lee Lewis? What, who, who, who did you marry? <laughs> Oh, that's bad. Now yeah, you just I know. oh thirty. When you have a thirty-year-old kid, you're like, golly. Well, my son's thirty-six or thirty-seven oh, or something. Man. I mean, nuts. Wow. It just flies. It flies by. It really does. And it. Well, it I got good kids. We both are lucky. We have really great kids. So I'm excited <laughs> yes, about that. Yeah, Definitely. we do. Mike and McCarty. You know what they say? Life is like a roll of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. The closer you get to the end, the faster it. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. By the way, told you we went to uh, Saturday night. Went to the Remington Garage. Yeah. To the, I, 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 I finagled an invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, and glad I went online and signed up. There was an online evite. Oh, cool. And, okay. Uh, got my name on the list. My, Dina and and myself. And I thought they weren't going to do any online marketing of it. No, this was the invitation they had to send out. Okay, you had to you, you had you to specially in. get it. Yeah, okay. and you go in and, and put your and they had a list. I mean, there's and they at had the security all at Ooh, the you know okay. the gates, and uh, and he went down the list and made sure my name was on that list. Wow, so it was a wow, very nice. A uh, lot of folks were there. Saw mm-hmm. some friends, hadn't seen in a while. That's so cool. They yeah. had a good crowd, and I wasn't the youngest in the in the group. Yeah. <laughs> By far. Oh, man. And one guy, in fact, Cindy, Ch- you know Cindy Chadwick? Yes, absolutely. Her husband had a Humphreys t-shirt. Wow. It was so cool. Wow. Somebody online, uh, in, and there's a Facebook page, uh, Shreve Square in the 80s, I think. Oh, and man. And somebody was online selling those. So it wasn't an original from back in the 80s. That's so cool. But it was a, it was a, a Humphreys t-shirt oh, that was a lot of fun. Oh, man. God, so, that's the best. Yeah, we had a, we had a great time. And, and uh, A-Train, John Howe still has it. Yeah. Blowing that saxophone. And, mm. uh, Bruce and Buddy Flett, you know. Yeah. And it, it was just really, everyone was just... Just there to have a good time. They they absolutely yeah. It looked like they had a great crowd. I'm sorry I missed it. I had um, I know I had you on the list. I know I had game night, and uh, I'm not going to tell you much about that. Um, <laughs> so you can just move on. But um, <laughs> well, now you're forcing me to ask you about game night. <laughs> game night was catered by what's that uh, Mexican restaurant in North Bossier that everybody is raving about. Um, my friends hosted in their at their home at uh, Tiburon, and they had gallon jugs of margaritas that just kept filling my glass up. The jugs would like fly over to the table, <laughs> and thank goodness I brought a designated driver with me. So uh, it was a, it was a good night. It was um, you know they wouldn't play strip poker. You know um, when I got toward the end of the night, I was like, let's play strip poker. <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that. No. We had a couple of husbands there. No, it was no. I just was. I had a good time. What was the occasion? Was there? It was just girls getting together, some friends getting together, and we had a good time. 
we had a, we had a fun time. It was just just game night gathering and enjoying each other's company, which was wonderful. It you know having no strippers fun. or anything like no, that. No, no, no. It was just the poor the, there you know the, the poor guys that were. It, it was because girls when we get together, there's no holes barred. I mean it. I my and my dumb ass. Excuse me. I have to do uh, Joe Friday is one of the Alexandra things I have to act. Dumas, I have to act mean. out Joe Friday, and I can't say his name or location. And I'm trying to act it out to somebody who's his Ruben's age, and so I go dun dun dun. dun. Oh yeah, she has no clue. Oh god, no clue. And so we didn't get that one. Well, but that's anyway. like when we had people on the Shreveport Security Systems message board last mm-hmm. week. Can you please tell us who A Train is? Who's A Train? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I understand. Oh boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, big plans coming up. We'll talk about that next hour, yes. next weekend, or mm-hmm. actually this coming weekend. I know. Uh, holiday Memorial Day. Mike mm-hmm. McCarty, one hundred one seven F. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, big uh Shreveport City Council goings on today. Uh work session is today, regular council meeting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And on the agenda, repealing the smoking ban. For the casinos, not for the bars. Shreveport yeah. casinos. Mm-hmm. The Aaron, ban would stay in I place for say, the bars. This is the most absurd thing I've ever heard of. I don't understand. No municipality it. across the country, to my understanding, uh, let me know if I'm wrong, has ever repealed a smoking ban. There's there's are, a are little bit of one? little bit of a difference. The, uh, uh, the, has never repealed a smoking ban for casinos. I believe. Is okay. The, kind of the the caveat. I was about to say that. Yeah. You interrupted me before <laughs> I finished my, but, uh, my but, derailed uh, train of thought. It is. It is backward thinking. I mean, it's, it's moving backward. And and I, if you could bring to me data that shows the Bozier casinos are thriving and revenues are going up, while Shreveport casino revenues are both going down, um, then we could talk. We could say, hey, this might be a result of that. But that's not what you can show me. You can't show me that data. Um, and you, but you can show data very clear data from every doctor that deals with um, pulmonary issues, you can show data linking secondhand, secondhand smoke, smoke. to lung disease and respiratory problems. And this is a work environment for these people that now have had a year and a half or whatever it is of smoke-free. And now you're going to change their work environment. And you said other because in other markets, they're advertising Come to our smoke-free environment. Yes, I saw billboards on the way to Florida. There were billboards along the Mississippi coast. We have a smoke-free casino. Come enjoy, you know, clean Mm -hmm. air in our casino. Now, I know others allow smoking there, but the ones who don't allow smoking, they put it out there. They very much want to attract people. I believe, and please correct me, folks, at Bally's if I'm wrong. I believe Bally's actually set up a patio for smoking, with slot machines on it. So you can still... You can still sit out, yeah. at the slot machine. Now, this will require... I think the the ordinance is 25% of the casino floor can have smoking. So I'm curious to find out, is this going to include the slot area only? 
is the plan that there will still be no smoking at the gambling tables. If if that's the case and you're only going to have a small slot area where there's smoking allowed, uh it I don't I don't like it, though. but it still it still permeates, but it maybe it's not blowing it right in the face of those workers, but it still is all throughout the building and I still think once you've cleaned the buildings out, keep it like that and yeah. then market to those folks. 75% of your customers don't smoke. Well, there's several questions. First of all, why now? The ban's mm-hmm. been in place a couple of years now. Right. Why is this being even brought up? Mm-hmm. Uh, by whom and why? Yeah. Second, what's next? We're going to lift a smoking ban in, in bars next? Restaurants? If I'm a bar We're owner, back I'm, to that? If I'm a bar owner, I'm coming screaming right behind it. I'm like, this well, is sure. not fair. These folks can have smoking, you know, on their casino floors, and I can't in my bar or in my video poker area. Where I have, which I have in my bar, I just see this as a bad mistake. Now, they're going to pack the council meeting today at 2 o'clock this afternoon before the meeting starts. They're having a rally in front of Government Plaza. Now, who's they? Uh, different anti-smoking groups. They're going to be, okay. you know, a lot of the American Cancer Society. They'll be the tobacco-free living folks. They're going to have, I believe they're actually having a news conference at 2 o'clock before the meeting. And then they're going to pack the chambers today. They really want to pack the chambers tomorrow because everybody that wants to speak can speak for three minutes. You can speak for three minutes. And if people sign up, they have to allow them to speak. It's an item on the agenda. So the meeting could be hours long. It could go well into the evening. I'm just telling council members and anybody who has to be at the meeting, you better pack a lunch. Pack a sack lunch because these folks are upset. And they're coming in force. And they're going to be before the council meeting. And they're going to make their voices heard. Definitely. So we will we will see. But it, it's, a, it's a big turn backwards. And the push really should be on Bossier. The push should be on Bossier to enact smoke-free in those casinos. Let's get them all on the same, on the level playing field. And, you know, the casinos have money. If they want to set up an outdoor slots area, you know, that's well protected mm-hmm. from the weather and the, and the elements... They can do it. They have the money to do it, and they could figure it out. It's just ludicrous. And, and you know, the, the ultimate goal is, as how many people have told us, follow the money. Mm. And I've been tracking that, yes. and I'm working on that in another a- avenue. People that know me know what I'm digging up. But I'm digging up some stuff that is, you know, maybe it's not criminal, but it sure is. Oh, scandalous it really is and i don't like it it smells bad and it it's just not the kind of leadership we want in our community it's really sad to watch what's going on but that's the direction they're moving and you're still waiting on some data is that I'm, correct i'm still waiting on some data i'm waiting to find out you know uh, information that the state police keeps with regard to the casinos and how much money they give to charities and how much money they spend in the fair share program um I'm I'm pushing it. So and, and who runs charities? Yes. And and who may be receiving money? Whose charities might be receiving money? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of things brewing, and behind the scenes, and a lot of people have been digging for the information. So we shall see. Now the, the rally, by the way, is tomorrow. The news conference is today at two o'clock. I just got a correction for what it's worth. Okay. The casinos themselves are they pushing to repeal the ban? 
No one is saying who is pushing the ban. Okay. I, I would bet that's where it's coming from. I don't think it's just uh, council, two council people that decided all of a sudden, hey, let's do this. Because okay. they know they're going to take a lot of heat. They know that this is a hot topic. Um, so I assume I was told they had a meeting. A couple of council members had a meeting with some casino execs, and this topic came up. You know, they, they didn't keep minutes of that meeting, so I don't right, know. I don't right. know what happened. I know they had a meeting. Um, and at least two council members did. Don't know how many others sat down. They can't, if there's more than three of them, they can't do a meeting like well, that. So. I'm anxious to find out your, your, your findings on, on, uh, following the money. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Let it us is know. a big deal. You bet. Mike and McCarty will be speaking with uh, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault later this hour, uh, about that as well as 50 cents, uh, lease of the Millennium Studios, Rev Entertainment. It's all coming up. Mike and McCarty. 1017 F. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty got news uh, earlier this morning. We in fact you spoke with the uh, State Fair of Louisiana General Manager Chris Giordano mm-hmm. uh, has turned in his resignation from or, the from yes. the fair. Mm-hmm. He is resigning from the State Fair. He's he's been serving the State Fair for what do you say twenty seven years, seventeen as the general manager. And he posted a note on Facebook that after 27 years, it's time to move on. And so he's going to go do something else. I asked him today, you know, what his plans were. He said he's going to take some time off first, mm-hmm. you know, and relax. He hadn't had a, a vacation in a while, so he's going to do that. And um, then they're, they're going to appoint an interim director and then, I guess, uh, do a search. They're going to do a nationwide search, according to Liz Swain. Okay. Uh, yeah, the board is meeting today, I believe, and they're going to uh, uh, apparently um, ratify or whatever they do. To, you know, the changing of the guard and appoint an interim, and then start moving on. You know, the, the fair has had financial struggles for the past three years. The pandemic year where there was no fair, and then they try to spring fair after that, and it's just been a struggle. That's right, mm-hmm. I forgot that they did. They had two in one year. They had a spring one and a mm-hmm. fall one, mm-hmm. and um, they're still trying to dig up because during the during the year when you have no um, fair, you have no income, and but yet you still have expenses. You know, you still have to pay salaries. You still have to pay for everything that well, you're the, doing. The buildings that are out there. Oh, absolutely, need to be upkept and, mm-hmm. and it cooled and right. You yeah. can't shut everything down. Now, I I'm, I think they did get some. PPP money or whatever it was called, um, but not to the extent that you need to recoup, you know, everything you burned from your reserve. So the financial issues have been a, have been a bit of a problem, and the board is going to try to find somebody, I guess, that can revitalize the fair. But again, you you have the battle, like you said, of of uh, the location of the fair. You know, it's a problem. Well, and that's. One thing the new general manager is going to have to address, and mm-hmm. it should be his first priority, is security. Mm-hmm. We, we, you and I both have have heard from people that have said, "I'm not taking my family there because I'm afraid for their safety." Right, and that's right. sad. It it is sad because the fair is 
such a great event and kids have memories i have memories of going to the state fair with my father now this was in baton rouge but you know of getting on that tilt-a-whirl with my dad as i'm a little tyke (laughs) and him sliding into me and me sliding into him and you know those are just memories you can't you can never replace i'm hoping that maybe this rev entertainment deal could come together and could be a big help it could help bring the place back Aaron. that's one thing that i was so excited when they first started talking about uh rev entertainment coming building a stadium there Mm -hmm. working in coordination with the fair we talked with chris giordano months ago right about that and they're you know hopefully working you know working together the state fair is going to have room Mm -hmm. and they're going to revitalize that entire area yes that would be huge and if that doesn't come to pass I'm going to throw this out there, and I know people are not going to like me for doing this. If Rev doesn't happen, is it time to relocate the fair? Is it time to find a different location that would be safer, that people would return to, that that would be an area that you could, you know, bring the crowds back, bring the families back? Um, I don't know. I, I don't we know. We brought that up months ago. What What would a location, I mean, just off the you know top of your head what would you see as a viable location that would have enough room to support the midway and the livestock and all of the i i don't the old gm plant's got a lot of space out there yeah you know i don't know is that is that a viable option i'm not sure do you rebuild somewhere from ground up i mean that would be really expensive i you know i don't know i'm throwing it out there people mm-hmm. are gonna go that's silly mccarty you could never in a million well, years it's do that. actually not silly it would cost I, a lot of money sure but if you have a site that is considered dead to many that are not coming mm-hmm. you have to think about other alternatives you have to think about every other possibility is that a outrageous option possibly is it something that has to be at least be discussed Probably. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong, but probably, you know, unless you can do something dramatic to change the opinion of the masses about the site. Right. I don't know. Mm. Yep. Disappointing. But again, I, I, I have high hopes for the, the Rev Entertainment situation. I do, too. Definitely. We'll, we'll talk with Mayor Tom Arsenault coming up at uh, 840 about that very thing. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty. One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joined us earlier this morning. Uh, a, a plethora, if you will, of subjects, including Fifty Cent, Rev Entertainment, and the Smoking Band. Hear what he has to say next on Keel. One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault graciously joining us this morning. Tom, happy Monday! Thanks for taking time to talk with us. Happy Monday! I'm glad to talk to you. Got some. Uh, we 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 hear the rumor mill is ginning that uh, this deal with Curtis Jackson, Fifty Cent, uh, is a done deal. Is that true? What's the status on on the Millennium Studios purchase? I would say it's moving forward, but it's it's uh, it isn't 
it isn't a done deal. We uh, we responded to him uh, oh about six weeks ago with a, a list of uh, things, and he uh, and they were basically kind of filling in some of the gaps of when uh, his very broad proposal and what we thought we needed to do. I wanted to make sure that you know, in terms of major points that we wanted to make, that we weren't off off on a tangent somewhere, and apparently we weren't. So. Um, I have, uh, uh, the city has drafted a, um, a proposed lease from Millennium and we sent it to him and we're awaiting his comments on it. I said purchase. I meant, I meant long-term lease. How yeah, did, it's a lease. How did the rumor of the old, um, AT&T plant, how did that, where did that come from? Because a lot of the rumor was uh, a few weeks ago that that's what he's purchased was the AT&T plant where it was a, um, a movie studio briefly. I have, I have no idea. I don't have any information about that at all. Mayor, the, the Millennium Studios is part of this lease deal. He'd looked, I believe, at the old Expo Hall. Is that not part of the deal? Is that still on the table? No, it's still on the table. Um, just the way that we, a couple of things, the way that we draft and with word processors the way they are, uh, they will be very, very similar deals. There may be some differences in permitted uses of the two, uh, but the best way to do it is to knock out the, the the transaction will basically be the same for each of those is how we envision it. But rather than drafting them both and then having to make all the changes in both, we draft one. And then we'll use that one as the model for the second one. It, it cuts down on the margin for error. Gotcha. Who will be responsible for maintaining the facility and making sure that it's kept up? Uh, under the lease that we propose, that will be his responsibility. And you will have authority to go in and make sure he's doing that, I assume? Yes, we have inspection rights. Okay. Can you disclose to us uh, how much he's you've proposed that he pay on this lease uh we we met his answer at two hundred dollars a month the only thing we changed was twenty four hundred dollars we made it annual since it was a small amount two hundred dollars a month is that what you said correct correct does he plan on making any major changes to the building that you know of not that i know of those would require our consent Okay, and he's proposing... Now, he use- can make... Now, remember, it's a movie studio, so he can do stuff inside to move things around sure. for, for movie production and that kind of thing, and that's anticipated in the lease. But he's plan- he's proposing to use the entire facility, so the city would not be able to use it for job training or any of the other stuff that they had proposed prior, correct? There is the back building that, that the Department of Community Development uses that we are not including in the lease. Okay. And now, Tom, we heard, like I say, we heard it's a done deal, but you say it's not. You're still in negotiations. Is there a time frame on when you look to close this? I well, I would, uh, I would hope we would close it very, very soon. I, I kind of thought we were heard back from uh, about the lease uh, by now, but uh, he has a lot of irons in the fire. He's a big businessman, and sometimes the other things take priority. Have some council members been in touch with him? Or I understand that some may have gone to visit with him either in L.A. or New York. Have you heard anything about a trip like that, or were you involved? Uh, I was not involved. Did it happen? 
I, I don't know. Okay. Let's switch gears to Rev Entertainment. You were seeking a company to do a study to find out if this Rev Entertainment project was feasible. You now have, I, I guess it would be bids or proposals. How many companies are in? Proposed. Okay. What, what are they proposing to do for you? The main thing that we're looking for uh, the was uh, feasibility of the project itself, as well as ideas on on financing and how best to protect the city. It's really we're asking somebody to help us do our due diligence on the transaction, and it covers a, a broad spectrum of services. Cost. The bids are um, everywhere from uh, a, a few tens of thousands of dollars to about two hundred thousand dollars. And how soon? We're anticipating. Okay. We're anticipating between a hundred and a hundred fifty thousand dollars. And how soon will you make the determination on which proposal you're going with, and how long will their work take? Uh. We, we hope to make that decision this week. Uh, that does not require council approval, although we'll keep the council informed. Uh, we will, uh, there's, there's a committee of four that will rank and, and make that decision, and we anticipate having that decision made by the end of the week. I would say that their work will take uh, 30 to 60 days. Maybe well, maybe longer than that. Maybe 120 days. What are the key things they're going to look at? How quickly they can get the information. What are the key things they'll look at? They're going to look. They're going to look at the at the master the master plan. Not not the sketch of not not the sketches of the um, of the layout, but but what kinds of entertainment venues they're going to be. What kind of revenues they will. Uh, they are likely to produce what kind of uh, upkeep expenses and construction costs there will be, and then recommendations how to uh, how to finance it without uh, without the city being involved in general obligation bonds. Talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault, Mayor, um, big big vote coming up in the Shreveport City Council this week. Now we know the work session is today uh, to repeal the smoking ban in the casinos, in the Shreveport casinos. Uh, we would be the first municipality to ever do this, to repeal a smoking ban. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, that's a legislative decision. Do how you, do you feel about that? Do you that? support it? I have reservations about it. What what do you mean about repealing well, the, the the ban? Yes, I do, I do. But it it I, as I anticipated, that's going to be a decision that city council will make. It's a legislative decision. It doesn't deal with with internal city policy. But you could veto it if you chose to. Is that something you would consider? I'll have to consider that when it comes to my desk. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I told you my my wife uh, loves to do these estate sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, she gets these emails 
from uh, there's a couple of big companies here okay. in town that does the estate sales, mm-hmm. and uh, they they have a listing of items that are available, and you got to get there early. Oh yeah, you know. And uh, she came home Saturday, and she and, and some of her friends uh, had gone making their rounds. And she goes, you'll never believe who I met today. And I said, well, who? No, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. She said, I met Ruben's mom and dad. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I went, really? Oh, my. It was actually my my mom and uncle. It was uh, it was uh, my my uncle my uncle John. Okay. Was, okay. Well, she said he was hilarious. She thought it was your dad. She said he's so funny. He's got such a dry sense of humor. So that's your mom's <laughs> brother then? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, does your mom wear a shirt that says I'm Ruben's mom? How did they, how did they connect it? Uh, so, so they ran I, into each other apparently. Well, right, and somebody from her group recognized either my aunt or my uncle and that's how it happened. Okay, so somebody cool. that was with Dina, one of our right, friends. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't ask, how did that come up? I may have. What a small world, though. Yeah, isn't that crazy. <laughs> that yeah. is. She said your mother was lovely. Oh yeah, she's uh, she's <laughs> and she's nuts about the estate uh, sales too. You know, garage sales, estate sales. She didn't bring anything by my house this oh. run, so I guess I guess uh, I guess I got left out. Your <laughs> mom sometimes buys like rare comic books or weird uh, things that records, you love. Yeah, she she found me a, a, a like original pressing Beastie Boys record and uh, one of her last picks. Uh, yeah, she's really good at it. Yeah, <laughs> she is. If a, you know what you're looking for, oh, she is, sometimes yes. people don't realize you know what they have. Oh. Right. Right. Absolutely, and yeah. you can get a great deal. Yeah, I looked up the prices on that record, and it, it, it's going from any depending on the condition, it's going anywhere from like fifty to three hundred dollars. And guess what she paid for it? What eight bucks? Oh. Talked talk, <laughs> talk down from ten. Wow, <laughs> yeah. oh, negotiated it down. Oh man! Oh, that's funny. That's incredible. So, would Dina get anything cool? She got to, yeah, she did get a couple things. Um, one was really cool that I I, I liked. Uh, it was, I don't know, it's about the size of a, a, a large plate, maybe, mm-hmm. but it's real heavy. It looks like it's out of stone. Uh, an elephant, a head of an elephant, like an African elephant. Oh, nice. And the trunk goes down and attaches, and there's a little baby elephant head, oh, you know. cute. And uh, it's not a bowl. It's just kind of a carving. Okay, but you it's could very like hang heavy. on a wall, yeah. You probably hang it on the wall or maybe on a table or mm-hmm. something, but uh, she's bringing it to my daughter. Oh, very They're about cool. to leave for South Africa, oh, where my, my daughter's adopting a, a little boy. That is so awesome. And so she's got a theme. She wants to, you okay. know, recognize his heritage. Sure. And uh, the whole bedroom is, she's got a huge, like, six-foot stuffed giraffe. and oh, Has his name in, in neon. Literally, she yeah. has a, ordered a neon sign oh, with his name. man. And, and the bedspread is lion. It's just so Oh, cool. that's going to be gorgeous. And she's so she, leaving, like, yeah, next week? Yeah, coming up next, a couple of weeks. They're, wow. they're heading over. That's yeah. gonna be awesome. She's gonna, she's getting a, a four year old boy. Is he yeah, four? he's four. He was two, Aaron, when they when started, started this process. Uh, it's just been such a laborious, painstaking process. Mm. Not to mention very expensive. And she may have to be in Africa for a couple of months, huh? It's f- uh, up to four months in country to finish the paperwork and everything. Well, you need I don't to do. know what it is because she's got a court date. She'll be awarded custody, mm-hmm. and then. 
three months after that or whatever. She can I don't leave know. the country. But with hopefully, him. Uh, hopefully she won't have to. I hope so. I hope it's smooth. Well, so, that, that's yeah, exciting. It's exciting. You're going to be a grandpa. What's your grandpa name going to be? No idea yet. You don't okay. know till the kids t- start saying calls something. You, something yeah, you know, yeah. they call me Happy Pappy right now. Okay. We have no grandchildren. That's just what. Happy, <laughs> they happy. say it's going to be, yeah. Happy, happy. That sounds good. My wife good. is G-Marm. I don't know where that came G-marm. from. G-Marm. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, we're excited. Oh, that's going to be and fun. And I'm spending, I'm going over this weekend, holiday weekend, and I'm going to spend mine and Micah's last weekend just as father and daughter. Oh, that's going to be we're fun. We're going to have a special weekend. Before the youngster gets here. Before, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Going to have a good time. Make well, it I'm a glad great- Glad they got to meet Ruben's mom and, and uncle. She said That's it was cool. great. Very yeah. good. They had a great time. <laughs> so uh, I've, I haven't even gotten to meet him yet. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Kiel.